0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.
1: Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio.
2: Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell.
3: Hello, welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. If you're in the Chicagoland area, we'd love to have you hang out with us on a Sunday morning from 10.30 a.m. to 12.00 noon Central Standard Time. Um, come and enjoy a beautiful sermon, wonderful music, and great fellowship. If you're not in our area and you would like to worship with us, you can always go online and uh, go to our website at www.cutemple.org that's and watch our service live online. Today, I'm continuing the series on Lessons in Truth by H. Emily Cady. I'm on the eighth lesson or eighth chapter, which is called Spiritual Understanding. And just as a review, if you haven't heard any of the previous seven lessons, I would strongly suggest you go back, listen to them, because it's building a a, a case for truth. In other words, we're, we're studying truth from different angles. And the book Lessons in Truth, which is, over 100 years old has stood the test of time as a classic in new thought as a classic, especially in the unity movement as a classic in the universal foundation for better living, which was founded by Dr. Coleman. So make sure you have this book. It's online. You can get it at bookstores. If you want a hard copy, you can download it to your tablets. You can, it's free versions floating out there on the internet. But I want to make sure that you get this book because I believe this book, if read and then followed or follow, if you practice what's actually in the book, you can get a transformation in your life. All right. So she starts this book uh, chapter off and I'm reading from the Unity Classic Library series version, which is uh, page 97, Eighth Lesson, Spiritual Understanding. She starts off this chapter by quoting the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verses 13 through 18 and chapter 4 verse 7 which states happy are those who find wisdom and those who get understanding for her income is better than silver and her revenue better than gold she is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her long life is in her right hand And in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called happy. And whatever else you get, get insight. Now, some scriptures on on the version, chapter 4, verse 7 says, But all thy getting, get understanding. So, she goes on to explain on page 98 what understanding is from her perspective or what was revealed to her by God. She states, understanding is a spiritual birth, a revelation of God within the heart of man. And it's highly important that you realize that understanding as a spiritual birth means that this is something that you don't give yourself intellectually. It's highly important that you realize that this is something that is born in you and you can't force. You can set up all of the, um, you can put in place all of the dynamics that will create or give birth to spiritual understanding, but it has to be born of itself. She quotes Jesus speaking to Peter when she states, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven from Matthew, chapter 16, verse 17. Now, why is this important? When Jesus was talking to Peter, he was actually talking to all of his disciples. He said, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? And they were saying, you know, some say you're Elijah, some say, you know, all the different prophets, etc. Then Jesus says, but who do you say that I am? And they all paused. And Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's why Jesus responded, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. In other words, it was a spiritual birth, an understanding that came forward. So she states in the book on page 97, you may have an intellectual perception of truth. You may easily grasp within the mind the statements that God is the giver of all gifts, life, health, love, just as people have for centuries grasped it. Or you may go further and intellectually see that God is not only the giver, but the gift itself, that he is life, health, love in us. But unless truth is revealed to you by my Father in heaven, it is of no practical benefit to you or anyone else. Now, why? Because Emmy Fox says it best. There's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. So that which you understand becomes a natural part of your knowingness. So it's important for you to realize that having an intellectual grasp on truth does not mean you have it. It can just mean that you've collected a lot of information. Eric Butterworth, the great unity minister, once wrote that many truth students are overread and underdone which basically means we've read a lot of books we've heard the CDs we've listened to a lot of sermons we've gone to a lot of workshops but we lack in practice in other words these teachings have to be practiced to be effective it can't be just lip service and it can't be utilized just to make it seem as though okay I know what I'm talking about or I'm smart or I'm sharp but are we actually practicing them, which gives birth to the understanding that passes human understanding? Okay, she goes on to say, page 99. All the teachings of Jesus were for the purpose of leading men into the consciousness of their oneness with the Father. Now, this is one of the most important books, I mean, uh, sentences in the whole book. All the teachings of Jesus, or for the purpose of leading men
4: into this consciousness of their oneness with the Father. Now, when we try to grasp this intellectually
3: and we don't have a realization of our oneness, then our lack of realization bumps up against the Facts of life, and the inconsistency of our consciousness will show up as our inability to to deal with what's at hand. So Jesus was trying to make sure, or not trying, Jesus was teaching a message that helped people realize the truth in them. He goes on to she goes on to say he had to begin at the. Ext- the external man because people then as now were living mostly in external things and teach him to love his enemies to do good to others and so forth these were external steps for them to take or sort of lopping off of the ends of the branches but they were steps that led up on to the place of desire and attainment where the master finally said I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. In other words, you don't have the consciousness to deal with what I really, really have to say about some of this stuff, about what it really means to be one with God, what it really means to walk in your divinity, what it really means to develop Christ consciousness. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. The Apostle Paul said it this way in one of his epistles. I want to give you meat, but I still have to give you, but I have to give you milk. Why? Because meat is hard to digest. Milk goes right down. So many times in our spiritual institutions, we're giving people milk
4: because digesting the harder more, I don't want to say harder to follow. I would just say
3: teachings with more substance can be difficult for souls to grasp. It's easy to to talk about some things that people deal with surfacely. And that doesn't mean that the surface things don't matter. Again, Jesus started with the external and worked back to the internal. In other words, he fed them when they were hungry Obviously, um, he spoke the word and, and helped them call forth their faith so they would be healed, you know, gave them the hope and inspiration, et cetera, et cetera. But when it was all said and done, he wanted them to walk in mastery. And that's what matters. Walk in mastery. She says it this way. He told them of the comforter that was in them. And which would teach them all things revealing the depths of God to them, showing them things to come. In other words, he told them how they might find the kingdom of heaven within themselves, the kingdom of love, of power, of life. Now,
4: the realization that the kingdom of God is within you means that we are responsible for expressing it in our lives. So we have to first discover it, then we have to acknowledge it, then we have to express it, then finally we have to be it, be the kingdom of
3: God, be the space where love and light and wholeness and and strength and vitality show up.
4: In any experience So We could say With Jesus When you see me You see the father Now
3: God is invisible Energy intelligence that's just one definition God is spirit in other words So you're not seeing a tangible thing When Jesus says When you see me you see the father That meant that you see the qualities of God Expressing as me
4: so the coming of the comforter is this activity of truth in our consciousness
3: that reveals who we are in God and who God is in us. I hope that makes sense. The book goes on to say the coming of the comforter to hearts and to their hearts and lives giving them power over every form of sin, sickness, sorrow or even death itself. Is exactly what we mean by the understanding by understanding or realization the power that is this consciousness of the indwelling father gives is for us today as much as it was for those to whom the Nazarene spoke a more for he did for did he not say the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these from John chapter 14, verse 12. So in other words,
4: Jesus is saying, the works I do, you're supposed to not only do, but surpass.
3: That wasn't just for his disciples that he personally taught.
4: But that's for anybody who's willing to follow what he taught now. I remember when I first came to Christ Universal Temple and
3: heard that Reverend Coleman was teaching a series called You Are to Be Equal with Jesus. And I can remember the, the discomfort just opening the bulletin and seeing that you are to be equal with Jesus. What does that mean?
4: But she got it. She caught it. You are to be equal with Jesus. I am to be equal with Jesus. See, but
3: when we put him on a pedestal and and try to make sure that we don't even try to attain what he said, he said greater works than these. When we put him on a pedestal and try not to even try to do the works, let alone greater works then we're actually devaluing the teaching. And I tell people all the time, you don't have to demote yourself to promote Jesus. His consciousness stands on its own. What he accomplished stands on his own. The fact that the world celebrates everything that's known about him stands on its own. His consciousness is his consciousness, but you don't have to demote yourself. You don't have to make yourself lesser to promote him. Promote Jesus if you desire to do that. He's earned all of it. The issue comes into play is promote yourself and realize that right here and right now you are supposed to be doing and I am supposed to be doing the works and even the greater works. So when we walk into a space, healing happens. We should be able to speak the word if a person believes they should be able to be healed. We should be able to meet the demands that seem as though that is not enough and always have 12 baskets full left over. Why we aren't in that place? Because we're not doing what Jesus said do. Oh, we hear the lessons, we read the Bible, and we look at the books, but the true realization of what it means to be a son of God, that, to do the inner work that allows the spiritual birth to happen, needs to be consistent. Now, I would like to hear from you. You can call in at 888-558-6489 if you have a question or a comment, 888-558-6489. Give me a call. Let me know that you're out there. Let me know that you are getting it. Or if you have a a question, please make sure to just let me know. Also, please don't forget that Unity Online Radio is supported by your donations. So as you have freely received, please freely give. Click on the Donate button. Support this online ministry. So it can continue to promote and project the new thought message all over the world. Make sure that you click on the donate button and support the ministry today. We're going to take a quick short break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
5: If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Rev. Paulette Pipe and Let the Stillness Touch You. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on shop.
0: What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell.
3: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're continuing our series on Lessons in Truth by H.M. Lee Katie, Katie, and we're on the eighth lesson, which is spiritual understanding. And We have a caller on the line that would like to share a comment. Reverend Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Reverend Galen. How are you? I'm um, excellent, uh, and what what would you like to share with us today?
6: Well, um, about a, a couple of months ago, a friend of mine had a uh, epiphany of realization. Was wondering who she could call and talk about it with, so she said, "Oh, let me call Bobby." So as we were talking, she shared that she had an experience during her prayer and meditation time that we would call. Uh, touching the hem of the garment or entering into the secret place of the Most High. So after we finished talking uh, and she was sharing the experience with me, the thing that she told me was, she said, Bobby, I had, up until now, I had a, a intellectual idea of that which God is, but I had never experienced God. She said, but after this experience with God, as God, it's changed my whole perspective and my level of understanding. And I just wanted to let the people know that, you know, um, we think that reaching the level of spiritual understanding is hard. And I don't know if it's hard, but as Reverend uh, Elizabeth Tonkin say, it's, it's definitely walking into tall cotton and the adherence to the uh, commandments and the statutes, uh, but she could do it because of the heels she wears. <laughs> but if, if if they keep, but if they keep with their prayer and meditation work, and keep their mind stayed on God, and keep listening to the programs and getting the reassurance like they get from you, they'll get there. And uh, like the uh, men's warehouse, I guarantee it. So that was pretty much it. God bless you and all the great work you do. You know I keep track of you, even though I'm a little bit busy these days. But um,
3: you know, God bless you, man, and and I keep up the good work. God bless. Thank you for the comment and thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I'm sure a lot of people received what you shared. I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, buddy. All right. Well, going on to page one hundred. on the Unity Classic Library series version of Lessons of Truth, she makes another very powerful statement. She says, I cannot reveal God to you. You cannot reveal God to another. If I have learned, I may tell you and you may tell another how to seek and find God each within himself. But the new birth into the consciousness of our spiritual faculties and possibilities is indeed like the wind that blows where it chooses. And you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who was born of the spirit. John chapter three, verse eight. The new birth takes place in the silence, in the invisible. So let's go right back up to the top of this paragraph. I cannot reveal God to you. You cannot reveal God to another. See, you can't gift wrap this thing for someone else. You can't give somebody else spiritual understanding. And it doesn't make a difference how powerful the spiritual teacher is. Now, are there people who have such elevated levels of consciousness that temporarily? In their consciousness, you're able to get more in tune with what you what's inside of you. Absolutely. You know, very strong spiritual uh, leaders have a presence about them that they're so conscious of their own oneness that it affects those in their environment. You know, I uh, love to joke with people about um, instances and situations where I would see where um the Holy Spirit will be so strong on particular ministers that people in their vicinity will be affected by it, sometimes fall out. I've seen it personally uh several times. Um, I've been around individuals, not all people who are ministers, but people who sometimes are spiritual teachers, where you could tell that their inner work was, was, was they were so connected because of their inner work that I literally felt energy shooting through my body and faculties vibrating and all type of stuff I'm like wow that's interesting it would bring it to my attention because when you're in the consciousness of wholeness because it's all wholeness is already here but we're not aware of it always it can affect others but you can't give anybody your revelation So if you're around a person and temporarily you get that boost from being around that teacher, that minister, that guru, that whoever, it won't last if you're not willing to do your own inner work. You have to make sure that you realize that it's born in you. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. So H.M. Lee Cady says intellectual lore or information can be bought and sold. Understanding or realization cannot. A man, Simon by name, once attempted to buy the power that spiritual understanding gives from another who possessed it. But Peter said to him, may your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain God's gifts with money. You have no part or sharing this, for your heart is not right before God, which simply means this. I want to make sure that we make this plain. When we are functioning out of the ego or the personality mainly, we're not accessing dormant spiritual power within us because It's a certain level of consciousness that has to access it. This is told in the story of the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve, after they ate of the fruit of the knowledge of of good and evil, or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they discovered that their eyes were open and they were naked. And, of course, then the penalties came down. And in the allegory, it states that God put them out of the garden. And then put guards there to make sure that they didn't or couldn't enter again. Why was this necessary? Because I've said this, I believe, on the show before. But let me reiterate it. Duality thinking need not have access to all the spiritual power that's available to us. Can you imagine uh, be Having the abilities of a Jesus when you still haven't cleansed your soul of the things that would have you abuse those powers, That's but that potentially could happen to every person. Because when we are thinking good and evil and we're still functioning out of the ego, out of the personality, we're driven to do things at times that are out of order that don't make spiritual sense that's not based upon love that's not based upon divine principle that is not based upon divine order at all so it's a good thing in a way that we're not multiplying like a jesus the nonsense that we think consistently we're already working universal law at a level but when you rise higher in consciousness that what you think, feel, and say manifests at a much quicker rate because one of the definitions of prayer that Charles Fillmore gave is that prayer is the most highly accelerated mind action known to man. And it talks about speeding, speeding up the vibration of the mind so it gets in alignment with the Christ mind. The Christ mind is the realm of divine ideals
4: or the kingdom of heaven in you. So if you're in contact with that, you're manifesting really quickly.
3: You don't want to be manifesting some of the stuff we think about. Anyway, so she goes on to say. Nor will crying and beseeching bring spiritual understanding. Hundreds of people have tried this method and have not received that for which they earnestly but ignorantly sought. They have not received because they did not know how to take that which God gives. Excuse me, which God freely offered. Others have sought with selfish motives this spiritual understanding or the consciousness of the indwelling father because of the power it would give them. So in other words, sometimes people just want it because they see it as an ability to, to use over other people. But no, spiritual power, which comes with spiritual understanding, is to be used for the benefit of humanity, not to manipulate and use humanity. I want to make sure that that comes across well. So moving right along. So how, we, how do we work with this? She calls Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 13, on page 102. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek
4: me with all your heart. I want to reread that scripture. When you search for me you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. Then she says, in that day, when more than riches and honor
3: and power and selfish glory, you shall desire spiritual understanding. In that day will come to you the revelation of God in you. And you will be conscious of the indwelling father who is life, strength and power and peace. Just like the story that Reverend Bobby just shared about his friend. When you touch the hem of the garment for yourself. When you want that more than anything else. When you want God for God's sake, not and look, we all pray for the things and there's nothing wrong with things i tell people if you got an immediate need you pray for it that only makes sense that you give yourself access to omnipotence omniscience and omnipresence but eventually the soul has to go beyond just that I didn't say don't do it just that and seek the oneness the mystical union of of
4: your soul with your spirit which makes you realize I am really one with God. And
3: you start to see from God and hear from God and your heart is moved by the love of God in you. It's difficult to describe, but you can be in a space so spiritual that you can have peace regardless of anything that's going on around
4: you. Any situation that happens, you know, I I mentioned to someone last
3: night um, that we were talking about um, it was brought up about me doing my mother's transition service a couple of years ago and how the person said, I couldn't believe that you did that. And I said that experience pushed me into a spiritual space that I've never been in before. I was so deeply immersed in
4: it that what seemingly would devastate a person enhanced and pushed me
3: into another height in spirituality. So I can tell you many of the things I said. I can't even tell you what I said at the funeral. Can't tell you how I acted, how I looked. All I could tell you was I was in a space of understanding That God is life.
4: And not just my mother's life. Not just my life but life. And God is peace. And there was no reason to be upset. And God
3: is love. And that God's love. Is taking care of her. And taking care
4: of me. And all. And everyone else. In the creation. That space was a birth I didn't give I didn't say okay get spiritual but because of the dedication and worth of wanting to wanting and desiring to have God see me through it it gave birth to a whole
3: different level of consciousness a whole different space and
4: you'll be surprised when pressed, which kind of makes your focus laser beam,
3: in other words, you really are concentrating on getting whatever blessing you need to get out of a situation, you'll discover that the mm-hmm. the desire to be free of something and really get a grasp of what this God thing really means can push you to new heights. That's why Jeremiah wrote, When you search for me,
4: you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. When you seek me with all your heart. How bad do you want it? How bad do you really want that understanding? That revelation, that realization. To be in tune with the calling on your life. To walk with purpose and a plan. To be able to walk into any
3: situation and circumstance and see the truth in the matter and honestly
4: say, a thousand can fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. But it shall not come near me. To be able to say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death,
3: I will fear no evil or error or wrong or anything else.
4: For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. So it gets to a place where it's not just playing
3: the lowest level of new thought, which is let me get my thought, let me get my feeling, but actually seeking the 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 conscious union
4: with your own indwelling spirit. Which makes you realize through your own indwelling
3: spirit, which is the individualized expression of God, or God expressing as you, you're one with all creation. And you look and you start to realize that the things that you see take on a different uh, meaning for you so let us quickly take our last break and don't forget that you can call me at 888-558-6489 888-558-6489 and give me a question or comment And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
1: John is looking for adventure. Mumbai is a must-see. And the night safari, that's one for the life list. Joe is seeking a little Eastern enlightenment. As the Buddha said, it is better to travel well than to arrive. Both find peace in daily meditation. Both Joe and John will find exactly what they're seeking on Spirit of the East, a 14-day voyage from Singapore to Mumbai. And so will you. Join us April 17th through May 1st, 2013. Spirit of the East, a perfect blend of relaxation and adventure. Explore more at unity.org/slash spirit of the East.
2: Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms@unity.fm. at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms.
3: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm teaching from Lessons in Truth, the eighth lesson, spiritual understanding. And... Currently I'm on page 103 and it states in the beginning of Solomon's reign as king over Israel, the the divine presence appeared to him in a dream at night saying, 'Ask ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, give your servant therefore an understanding mind. It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. God said to him, Because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. I now do according to your word indeed I give you a wise and discerning mind no one like you has been before you and no one like you shall arise after you I give you Also, what you have not asked, both riches and honor all of your life, no other king shall compare with you. So in quoting this from First Kings, chapter three, verses five through 13, it states that Solomon wanted a heart to be able to lead and guide his people. And because he sought the spirituality first he was able to get everything else to go along with the spirituality when we seek the individual things first we we're playing a game of twist the right foot on this left hand on that you know you know right hand on this you know etc and we many times are twisted up in the moment we take our hand off of one thing it runs away but when we seek the spirit first we get all that goes along with it so she states Thus, in losing sight of all worldly goods and, and chattels, all merely selfish ends and desiring above all things an understanding heart or a spiritual consciousness of God with him, within him as wisdom, life, and power, Solomon received all the good or good things included, so that there was none among the kings like unto him in worldly possessions. Then she quotes Jesus. Strive first for the kingdom of God consciousness and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Matthew chapter six, verse thirty three. Again, some are used to hearing it as seek ye first the kingdom. But it's the same thing. What am I seeking first? Now, as a new thought minister, I'm pro prosperity, pro success, pro get yours. Always will be. I believe prosperity is our birthright. But prosperity is a part of the kingdom of God consciousness. Seek ye first the kingdom. Health is a part of the kingdom of God consciousness. Peace of mind is a part of the kingdom of God consciousness. Divine wisdom and understanding is a part of the kingdom of God consciousness. Love is a part of the kingdom of God consciousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be
4: added unto you. What are you seeking first? What are you seeking first? See,
3: I'm a big believer that what's important to you, you put on your calendar. Um you know, I'm what I guess some would call a busy man. I you know, I always have a full calendar of things to do, put it in my phone, you know, Google Calendar, all of that stuff. But why do I do that? Because, you know, the mind can get so busy in other things and distracted that you forget to do the things that sometimes have to be done. Make sure that you're putting time in your calendar for the seek ye first the kingdom, for your own prayer work. Where sometimes you're just praying just for a fuller realization of what it means to be the image and likeness of God. You know, we have a statement that we begin every service with at Christ Universal Temple. We say, I am one with God. God. I am one with all people. I am one with all life. I am one with the one. And we affirm it, and people have been around here affirming it for years. But to actually take that
4: statement and really just get still and really pray it slowly and deeply, I am one with God, that by itself. I am one with God. I am one with God. Father, reveal that to me. Reveal that to me. Now, just praying and affirming I'm one with God. I'm one with
3: God and being still. I'm one with God. Breathe. It's different ways you can do it. My point is then I'm one with all people. And again, then all of a sudden the the anger and the animosity and the issues and the dramas and traumas you have with other people and disagreements tend to melt in the realization of oneness. You don't have to agree with somebody, but now you don't have any emotion around it because you, you,
4: you realize you're still one with them and you can disagree. They can be against you and you can still be in love. That's spiritual understanding. The book goes on to say, quoting Jesus,
3: for those who want to save their lives, and she adds her own into this, for those who want to save their life or the things of his life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake or he that is willing to forget the goods of this life for the truth's sake, choosing before all things, the finding of God in his own soul will find it. Matthew, chapter 16, verse 25. Then she states something I think is important for everybody to realize. When you first consciously desire spiritual understanding, you do not attain it at once. You have been living in the external of your being and believed yourself cut off from God. Your first step after coming to yourself like the prodigal son is to say, as he did, I will get up and go to my father to turn your thoughts away from the external seeming toward the central and real. To know intellectually that you are not cut off from God and that he forever desires to manifest himself within you as your present deliverance from all suffering and sin. So in other words, it comes first intellectually. You got to come to yourself.
4: But then you have to start Continuing to work with it. And
3: more and more revelations come. She states on, on the bottom of page 104 begin with the words of truth that you have learned and perhaps you have yet only comprehended with the intellect. You must be willing to take the, the very first light you receive and use it faithfully. Earnestly to help both yourself and
4: others. So whatever little realization you have about a thing, work with it. Work with it. Powerfully, consistently work with it. It'll grow. It'll start off like a match and end up as a forest fire. But you got to start with the match. allowing that quick flicker of illumination to expand. Every forest beg began as a seed that kept
3: producing trees, that kept producing seeds that grew up to become more seeds, etc., until it was a forest. Well a new thought state of consciousness has
4: begun began, excuse me, with one thought. Seek ye first the kingdom. This new spiritual
3: understanding is is giving birth in your soul with this one thought. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And seek the understanding. And seek to know because to understand means to know. Understanding is the knowingness of God. She says on page 105, This is a flash of the most high within your consciousness. She says this will be the time when you will not talk with men with the eye to their opinion. This is when you will suddenly become plain and true. When you will cease to desire admiration. When all words of congratulations from others on your success will fill you with the inexpressible sense of Humility. When all mere compliments will be to you as a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. In other words, you get to the point to where, yes, you can appreciate
4: everything that's around you. But your only goal. Is to work with what's inside of you. And express it. And give it. That's the process.
3: And then the last point I want to make is this. She states, "With spiritual understanding comes new light on the scriptures. The very spiritual spiritual truth which comes to abide with you forever in your consciousness takes the deep things of God and reveals them to you. You will no longer run to and fro seeking teachers or healers or and rely solely on them for guidance. You know that the living light The living word within you will guide you into all the truth. So this is the process. As you work on spiritual understanding, know that this is the process of how you become aware of the presence and power of God in you. Now, some of you might say, well, how do you do that? Don't miss the next two shows. I'll be teaching the secret place of the most high next week. And two weeks from now, finding the secret place, the inner techniques that you have to do to discover God in you, through you, as you. It's been a pleasure working with you today. Listen to the show again. Get what you need to get out of it. Go buy the book, Lessons in Truth. Pray on it and allow God to reveal to you what you need to know until next week. God bless you. We'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth
2: Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple.
1: Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
0: inspiration only takes a moment your friends at unity invite you to reflect on these words from reverend jim rosemary pause and take a deep breath when you are ready affirm silently to yourself sweet sweet spirit i desire a closer walk with you show me the way i am listening
7: you've seen reality tv well now get ready for reality radio it's raw unpredictable and completely unscripted healing your life with dr chris michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey learn what it takes to really heal your life Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.
0: I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.